Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast. Chris and Alan will be sharing unique and raw insight on what it takes to succeed. Both hosts are authors and businessmen and have been mentoring and consulting for their clients for over 50 years with their combined knowledge. So without further ado, we have an exciting show for you today. Let's get started. Hi, it's Christopher Cumbie with Think Bold, Be Bold, and uh, always with my awesome, awesome co-host, Alan Witch. Alan, how are you? Hey, Christopher, I'm doing fantastic. You know, you always say I'm awesome, and yeah, there are some people that would probably agree with you. Appreciate <laughs> <Of course>. that. <laughs> That's why I say it. No, was... you're a great guy. I sure do. Uh, I, it's a privilege to be able to uh, host this show with you. Thank you so much. I'm doing great today. How about yourself? I'm doing great, and uh, thanks for asking. You know, could you imagine, could you imagine, can imagine this for one moment, okay? Everybody listening. Okay. Fire away. Uh, you know, I, I want you to imagine a couple of things. Imagine discovering tools that can help you get out of your comfort zone, first of all. Imagine creating a vision for your success, Imagine having the confidence you never thought you had. Imagine having an indestructible foundation of belief. Imagine making decisions that move you forward in all your goals, dreams, and desires. Imagine a success tool bag that you can use every day. Now, just imagine that for a moment and imagine what your life would be like if you were to be able to go out there in life and create the things you really want. Now, we have a fantastic coach. And as always, Alan's going to introduce our, um, you know, our guest today. Did I say coach? Well, I'm sure he's a coach as well. Um, our guest today. And uh, you know, I'm excited because I've seen this guy grow, grow up in, in the expert field. And uh, he's got a fantastic story. He's got a fantastic career happening. And uh, he's a big giver and he's a go-getter and I love him. Uh, let's, uh, let's bring it on, Alan. Hey, Chris. Great job. Imagine, now package all that you had just said. Take all of those nuggets of gold and imagine putting those into the most awesome kick your rear end elevator pitch that most people don't know how to do. If you had that tool walking around with you, wow. how would you feel? How powerful would you be? How confident would you be? And how much of a role model would you be? Big so time. with that in mind, with that in mind, welcome today. Bears Jahanian is in the house. He's welcome, the Bears. House. Welcome, Bird. I'm, ex I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be here, but I was turning around to look behind me to see who you were really introducing because it didn't sound like me for a second. Well, that's pretty cool. I wish someone else was here to hear it. Yes. Uh, well, the good thing is being recorded, so you can share with all your friends that don't that's believe awesome. you. And uh, listen, you're you're obviously a humble guy. You obviously come from humble beginnings, but um, you also have big dreams, and and I and I love that. You're a go-getter. You're creating things. You're making a difference in people's lives, and that's what you're you know committed to. Um, and I can't wait to get into your story. So let's just get right into it. Burj, I always like to ask the question to get things started. You know, where did you come from? Where are you now? And most importantly, what's the vision uh, you know for you uh, going forward? Well. Uh I come from a, a little town right, right outside of Philadelphia. If you've ever been in the, northeast, uh, in the northeast of the country, you're probably familiar with the Philadelphia, New York, Washington area. And that's where I come from. My dad was an electrician. My mom, for most of our lives, she was a homemaker 
and eventually became a legal secretary uh, to help to help with funds as we grew older. We all all three of my my sisters and I, the two of them and I, all three of us went to college. We were really fortunate to be able to do that. It was a stretch for my parents to do it, but they got us all through college. And all three of us are have now eventually taken the entrepreneur path. Uh, I began as a school teacher. I was a high school band director for 13 years. And after that, I felt, you know, I, it was a 24-7, 365 job. It was insane to put so much time in constantly. And at one point, I felt like I needed my life back. And I was given the opportunity because someone retired to move to the elementary school level to get some time back for myself. So I seized that opportunity and really kind of took a, a rest, a mental rest from the rigors of this incredible job and position that I had before that. But the whole time reflecting back on the fact that I had these students who had moved on from high school and to, to do these amazing things. And I felt somewhat jealous. I felt somewhat stuck where I was. Even though I had a great job and I had a great position and was well-respected with what I did, I felt somewhat stuck. And I was somewhat uh, jealous of the fact that they got to move on to bigger and greater things. And I wanted that for myself, too. Somewhere along my career as a high school band director, I was probably about three years into it, I was flipping through the channels on a Sunday afternoon and I landed on PBS. I should have landed on NFL football, but I landed on PBS, and I saw this gentleman speaking. He spoke for 90 minutes, and I could not take my eyes off the TV screen. He was a motivational speaker, and at that point in time of my life, I had never, ever heard a motivational speaker before. In fact, I had never heard of a motivational speaker before. Behind him on the wall on the stage he was speaking on, it said, Les Brown. And I was stuck on this for 90 minutes. You know, back back in, in the early 90s, and this, this might have been around 1991 or 92, there really weren't, uh, you know, the, we don't have the technology. We didn't have the technology that we have today. I couldn't look up when that show was going to air again. So I was flipping through the channels every Sunday, all day long, trying to find him again. And eventually I, I, I watched the show again. But what it did is it planted a seed in me. I saw it and I knew that that was really my calling. I wanted to be a speaker like him. I wanted to help people change their lives. I wanted people to move forward in their lives. I wanted them to be able to have more and, and, and create more for themselves and create what they really wanted in life. And from that point on, I had this desire in me to be more myself, but I was afraid. I was afraid to go any further. I was afraid to step out of that comfort zone that I had created for myself. I had this job that paid me every couple of weeks. I had a reputation. I had a lot of creature comforts, and I was afraid to step out of that. So what I did instead is change my teaching style. Instead of being a music teacher, instead of being a band director, I saw that as the vehicle for success, and I became a success coach for my students. And I used music as the tool to get them to the point where they could see how to be successful. You were successful in learning an instrument. You were successful in helping to put together this monster of a marching band. This is the, these are the same steps you use in any other endeavor in life to become successful. So I did that, but all the while I kind of felt empty inside because there was more for me and I wasn't going to grab onto it. Uh, and it wasn't until about two and a half years ago that I had made that switch in my mind and realized that if I wanted it, 
I had to go after it. And I began to change my mind. I ch changed the, uh, my mindset. I shifted things. And I finally one day decided this is it. And if you've ever seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, near the end of the movie, he is reading from the book and following the steps because his father's been shot and he wants to save his father. And he's got to find this, this cup of life. And one of the things he has to do is step out in faith. He has to step out where he sees nothing to step onto. And, you know, there's a saying that says, you know, when you, when you take this leap of faith and when you jump, when you go to fly, you're either going to sprout wings or you're going to, you know, have someone there to catch you. And I, I felt that I just had to take that step forward and believe in myself because if I wanted to help others believe, I had to believe myself first. And I took that step in faith. And I landed on something. I, I, I touched ground. I didn't know what I was doing at first, but I figured it out. I got around good people, and I figured it out, and I think we're figuring it out every single day. You know, we talk about this destination. Life isn't a destination. It's a journey, and it is. It's just a journey. Our final destination is when we're done. So we've got to continue to learn, and, and that's where I'm at. I think that's where we're all at, but I, I made that shift in my mind this shift that I told everyone else about all the time, I finally applied it to myself. That's an amazing story, and uh, thanks for sharing that. You know, you said something, and you said a few things, actually, that I'm going to point out because I think it's very interesting. And, um, you know, the fact that you made that decision just a you know, short two years ago, but everything was planted several years ago, was, um, you know, certainly something that I think everybody has. We have inspiration. We have a motivational moment. We have an epiphany. We have cognition about, you know, who we are and what motivates us and that chill that goes through, that similar chill that I have right now you know, listening to your stories, you know, and, and that belief system that was created. So again, thanks for sharing that. And, you know, faith is just really simple. It's believing in the things that you can't see, you know, and um, going out on that limb and making that decision for yourself is the critical time when you know at, you know, at that time it's go time and you feel it. And a lot of people ignore that. Um, they ignore it a lot of times. So, you know, I think you're, uh, you know, an amazing, um, so, you know, someone amazing to emulate in a, in a situation where, you know, our audience may be thinking that same thing. And they might have been in the exact same scenario or something similar where they're doing things, but they're not being, being fulfilled in their own um, journey. They're helping others. They're doing great things, but they're not feeling that, you know, fulfillment. So thank you. Um, you know, again, I like what you said about didn't know at first what was going on, but you're still continuing to figure things out. And I love that because you took that step and you just started. And that's so important to life is just taking those steps because you're right. All the things will start finding you as you're aware um, that you had no idea. I mean, you're meeting people along the way that you would have had no idea you would have met um, if you didn't take just that first step. So that's amazing. Thanks for sharing your story. Alan, um, let's, uh, let's put them on the hot seat. The hot seat. I love the hot seat. Bears is probably going to go. <laughs> no, I love. B before we do that, I you talked about a couple things that I we haven't had anybody on the show that has this background. All of your siblings are entrepreneurs. Did I understand you correctly when you said that? And just very recent entrepreneurs. We finally are, we're in a three way tie, so we're all entrepreneurs right now. My, in fact, I'm going to do a shout out for my younger sister. She just did something incredible. 
she she left her job. She worked for Mattel out in Los Angeles for about, I don't know, 13, 15 years. She'll correct me after she hears the podcast. And <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not kidding. And uh, they were they were changing their structure there. So she decided to take early retirement and fulfill her lifelong dream of becoming a pastry chef. She graduated on December 18th, just a few months ago. And today is Thursday, three days ago, a cupcake that she created was featured on The Chew on ABC. I saw that. What an amazing, I think That's they even my responded. Sister. That is incredible. Good for her. Yeah. So good shout out for your sister. Good for you. Yeah, my other sister has her own uh, her own business. She's been running a business for 15 or 20 years now. So yeah, we're all entrepreneurs. That's fantastic. Wow. How is that at... Um uh, when you guys get together, you're talking about because to really be an entrepreneur, you got to at least have a, a a really good sense of confidence, and and dare I say, opinion and uh, perspective. How does that how, how does that mix when you're all together? <laughs> it's rough, <laughs> and being the only guy, I lose sure. every time. Of course, of course. <laughs> But uh, all in good fun. My and, dad uh, used to throw his hands up in the air. I can't help you. Yeah. I just can't help you. <laughs> he, he, wise man. A wise, yeah. wise man. Oh, that's, oh, that's awesome. funny. Okay, hot seat time. Yes. Burn yeah. it. Yeah. Let me, let me set the stage. Uh, Barry, you and I both work in a, in a high-rise building. And um, I'm, I just happened to, to step on the elevator. He knows it's coming. Look at his eyes. He's, he sees me. He's grinning now. Yeah. Well, he's grinning <laughs> I'm on the elevator point. because I get to work before you do. It just it is what it is. Okay, so I'm on the you know I, I I step on the elevator. The doors close, and a hand sticks its you know hand through the door, and all of a sudden the doors open, and you step on. And as 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 I see you every day, you're dressed real nice. You've got your briefcase, and you've always got a baguette and a coffee in your left hand, which I think is you know very systematic and very habitual. And today, I just very you know, French. Yeah, very French. I just uh, got up the guts to to ask you. I say, you know. Um, I noticed you get on the the elevator every day with with your coffee and and with your baguette, and it's always in your left hand. And you always get off on the ninth floor. I get off on the tenth. So if you don't mind me asking, I'm going to stick my neck out here. What do you do here in this building? Well, and you know how most people have this job that they go to every day, and they might love it, they might hate it. Maybe they want more at other job. Maybe they want a different job. Maybe they just want to lose weight. Maybe they just want to do something different in life. I show people exactly how to do that. I give them the exact tools they need so that they can be successful every single day. I get them jacked up, but I teach them how to keep themselves motivated every day and to reach into that tool bag and pull out a tool anytime they need it and to know exactly what kind of tool to use. After all, it is a lot easier to hammer a nail into the wall with a hammer than with your hand, right? Right. Absolutely. Awesome. Great job. I love the I love the uh, the quick pitch. Yeah. Um, so the interest level that comes from that is obviously um, uh, probably uh, a very high ratio of people say, "Wow, I want that's pretty cool." What's their next? So what what do you what's, hear back mostly? What's response? What, yeah. What's your response and or what's their response? Sorry, in in those types of discussions. First of all, what I'll I'll tell you is. What I say to each person is different 
almost every single time. And, you know, it's rare that you have the, the type of situation that you, you brought up, Alan, where someone just on, off the cuff says, hey, I'm this stranger. I see you all the time. What do you do? Usually there's a conversation that ensues before sure. that. And from that conversation, sure. you can then figure out what you want to talk about next. Mm-hmm. Well, you were on the hot seat, so right. So what yeah. I, what I want to do is kind of set up why I do it the way I do it first, and then I'll then I'll I'll answer your question. Sure. Most people, when they give an elevator pitch, say, "Well, you know, I'm a motivational speaker, and I speak at these types of events, and this is the name of my company, and that's all they do." And that I'm, my answer to that is, who cares? Right? Who who really cares? Mm-hmm. It's about the other person. So when you make it about the other person and about their needs, their wants, their pain points. That's how you get a response back, and that's the reason I'm able to get a response back. So the, most times people ask me, well, tell me more about that, or where do you speak, or what, uh, how can you help someone who has uh, got some type of situation, and they'll describe some type of situation to me, or, hey, listen, I, I've had this job for, for 20 years and haven't advanced anywhere. How can you help me? What kinds of things would, would you talk to me about, or what kinds of things do you teach? So they just inquire and ask a little bit, uh, deeper questions, and that starts the conversation, and that allows me to get as I'm listening to know what to ask them back. And I usually don't answer with a, a straight answer. I ask them more questions. I want to dig deeper and learn more about them, and that gets them talking. Because let's face it, we all like to talk about ourselves. We're our own favorite topic, and if you get into someone's mind and, and into their the place where they live, they'll they'll tell you what it is they need. They'll tell you what it is that they want. Alan, you always like to talk about yourself. Anyway, um, <laughs> hey. what's your response? What's your response, Alan? <laughs> that was awesome, by the way, and uh, I, I agree with you. You know, make it about the other person. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's what a lot of people don't do. They get in it, they, they find a little door opening and a crack, and then they vomit. Here's all the stuff and the great things that I can do for you. And they go for a sale. And they go for a sale. And that's not not what it's about. And and again, that's what a lot of people in sales, uh, you know, I have a strong sales background. Um, They automatically tell everybody about what they're doing and what the product is or what the service is without even knowing anything about what the person actually is looking for or wants. And, And it's just the same, you know, thing about life. You know, let them tell you what's going on and you'll be able to then like you said figure out how you can talk to them or how better yet you can help them so chris i'll I'll use this example when you go to the doctor and you're sitting in the waiting room waiting for the doctor to walk in when the doctor walks in he doesn't give you a diagnosis he asks you questions he examines you he finds out what's ailing you and from that he's able to give you the diagnosis or give you uh, a prescription or whatever it may be he doesn't tell you first. He finds out. And they're the kind of doctors we like the best, right? The ones who sure. actually help us to get better because sure. they know what the problem is. Absolutely. Yeah. And it makes well, a ton of sense. Yeah. Most people, when they, like I said, when they have that door, they want to they just tell you all the benefits without even having received the permission from you to even yeah. say anything. And that's the, and that's probably ninety percent of the population. It's just habitually how we are. We find an avenue, and then we, you know, got put it all out there. And what of all the things that I just threw up on the wall would you like the best about me? And let's continue that conversation. 
and that's how most, or I, I, I'd venture to say that, a good portion of the, of the demographic uh, connect with people in hopes that they've given something that will be an attractant to the other person. And in fact, it just ends up repelling them. And it's a one-shot mentality. This is my only it shot. Is. I've got to go one for and the done. Yeah. yeah. Listen, let's uh, carry on because, uh, I, I mean, we could talk forever. And, and obviously, uh, we love this subject and we certainly love helping people. Let's get into a couple of things that I know you can help with. And we're going to let everybody know how you can work with Burge, um, what his website is, which is breakingdownthewall.com. Or break, break, break down, break, break down, down the wall.com. My apology. Yes. Break down the wall.com. So check it out. Um, he's also given away uh, uh, an ebook, which is really cool, called Decide. So check that out as we're uh, as we're talking here now. But we'll come back to that in a moment because I have a question for you. Now, we all go through things, Berge, through life, and uh, we have some setbacks. People may call them failures in life. You know, I, I'm a true believer that when you give up, that's the biggest failure in life. But, you know, carrying on, when did you hit a wall in your life and what did you do about it? Wow. Well, I will tell you, I, I didn't hit a wall. I've hit many walls. <laughs> <laughs> well put. There, I'm so, and, I'm, and I'm not kidding. And I think we all do. There are so many different things that, that happen in our lives that we don't expect that hold us back, prevent us from moving forward, scare us, make us feel uncomfortable, make us feel more pressure in our lives. Whatever those things are, we all go up against them. Uh, and to me, the biggest wall I hit was, how am I going to do that which I don't know how to do? And how am I going to transition from this J-O-B thing that I have into becoming that? Because... I know inside that I can do it, but I don't know that everyone else knows or believes that I can do it. And how can I transfer my belief to them? And how can I make that switch? I had no idea how to do it. And, you know, like I said, this happened when I was in my late 20s when I saw Les Brown on TV. And it wasn't until I was 51 or 52 that I decided to really make this change. So I sat inside that wall for a long time before I ever, ever did anything about it until I finally pushed myself beyond it. So that's probably the biggest wall I've ever had because that's the thing that I've had a passion for my entire life. That's the thing that every day when I was teaching, I envisioned myself on a stage speaking to large groups of people rather than my 10 students who were playing their saxophones at me. And I had to take myself from one place to another place. It was a giant leap. It's a giant chasm. In my mind, it was. In reality, the chasm isn't really that big. There's a big net there. And there are a lot of people who are helping you along the way if you just reach out to them, meet them, find them, and get around them. Thank you for sharing that, and, and um, that's, that's amazing. You know, you saw it in the movie of your mind, and you see with mm -hmm. the visions. We see in pictures when we think, or actually when we, th we think in pictures, I should say. So, you know, let me demonstrate. Think of a white elephant. You yep. picture it. Um, so point made, and, and, and I love the vision that you have, and you play that movie for yourself, 
And we all do. You know, we all see ourselves in those moments of time that we're doing something that we're not, you know, in real life, but we want to. And, you know, call it a dream, call it a, you know, a goal, a desire, whatever you want. And it's something we want to do, but, you know, getting that courage to, to move forward. And, and uh, thanks for sharing your courage to actually make a decision. And I think you've mentioned it before. It's when you actually made that decision. And I'm sure your, your ebooks about, you know, making that decision, decide, right? And, and make something happen in your life. So thanks for answering the question. Alan, take us away. Yeah, you know, let's let's hang on that for a second. Most people don't know how to make a true decision, and I don't mean that to be in a. a that's not a put down to most to to folks that uh, uh, take uh, you know um, some some challenge with that. It's not meant to be that way. But most of the times, in um, at least in our adult life, uh, especially for an employee, the decision making um, process, if you will, for the most part, is done by others. And we are compartmentalized, if you will, um, given a little bit of freedom, but not a lot of freedom. So we don't have that honed practice, and we don't necessarily trust that. However, in order to be an entrepreneur, bears like you said, you've got to be able to trust that uh, either go out in faith, and there's just going to be something there to either catch you or something there to carry you. And sometimes that's knowledge, sometimes that's a person, sometimes that's an environment. And with that being said, and with that making a decision, what is one thing that you find true that most others disagree with? Wow. One thing I find true, I find that what's true is that we can all do and know so much more than we already do and know. There... I didn't realize what I knew. I didn't realize what I already had. I didn't realize what I had already learned. I had no clue. There are there are things that we're talking about here. In fact, I'll, I'll I'll go to you know I talk about this success tool bag. I talk about this these tools that I give people. I'm not giving them to them. I really am not. All I'm doing is uncovering them. They already have them. They already exist. They're already there. We talk about secrets that entrepreneurs. You know the book, The Secret. It's something we already know. We already experience it, but we're already, we, we become more aware. And I think, I don't know any more than anyone else. I don't think there's anything like that. I think it is, it's a self-awareness that, that you get when you become an entrepreneur. That as you're stepping forward, you start to realize, I know what the next step is. I, know what the, I knew what the previous steps were. I know where I have to go. And, and, and you just keep moving forward. It's like what Zig Ziglar says, go as far as the eye can see. And when you get there, you'll be able to see a little bit further. <laughs> I love and that. I know mm -hmm. that to be true. Yes. I know that that's true. But most people are afraid as soon as they move forward, they, they get stuck. They're not sure. They And they retreat instead of looking over that ledge and saying, well, what's there? What, what else can I see? So I know there is more. When, when well, Like when you're driving in your car, you've got headlights at nighttime that show 100 feet ahead. I know that if I keep driving, those headlights are going to reveal more to me and I can keep moving forward. And the same is true in life. I know it took a long time for me to get there, but I finally got there. <laughs> Good analogy, though. That's yes, great. For sure. That's great. I think that's uh, something that uh, you're right, I, uh, that a lot of people don't probably experience until they make that step. 
Absolutely. Until they actually make that committed decision. That committed decision, you know, is is theirs looking in the mirror at 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, because it doesn't really – others are affected by it and others have uh, influence on that decision. But at the end of the day, it's the decision of the person to be able to say, okay, either I want this more than where I'm at right now or I'm tired and I'm frustrated and I, I, I don't want the burdens necessarily that I have right now. So what can I do? And, and that's got to overcome the fear. And, now, you know, we will talk about that, but it's, but it's a real deal. And you mentioned the word decide, and you talked about what it means. What I believe that most people uh, hold to be true as far as what that word means, what they're really doing is they're trying something. When they say, I've decided, they're really just trying. And what they mean is, I'll do this as long as there's no resistance until I hit something that's a roadblock, until things become more difficult, until I you know, fall on my face, until I trip. I'll do it until then. When it gets a little harder, I'm going to quit. I just want you to know that's exactly what's going to happen because when I use the word try, that's what it means. They use that word try and they think it means they've decided, yes. but it doesn't. It means I'm only going so far and then I'm going to retreat. Decide, if you look at the root word of the root word meaning of decide, it means till death. It means to the end, to finish something and, and see it to fruition. And that's what decide is. So when you decide something, you turn your back on what was the past and you move forward without going back. And that's what decide. It's like a, a woman giving birth, right? It, it, she can't decide halfway through labor. You know what? I think I've changed my mind. I don't want to kid. It, it's it's going to happen. You got to have that same kind of mindset. For sure. Yeah, and people want it. a back door. They want a they want a safety net. Sure. And 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 it's a great analogy because they do say what they really do mean is they mean I'll try. I'm going to give it a shot. Or like when they are you going to come over to my house on Tuesday? Yeah, I'll try. Yeah. Well, that's really another way of saying not going to happen. Right. Right. And, you know, and I'll, a lot I'll of put times, some energy and effort to it, but it's really not going to. Don't count on right. me. Yeah. And, and a lot and of times thing, it doesn't happen, right? So, and, and the thing that really is the worst is many of our friends, you can't see me because we're on a podcast, but I'm quoting myself, friends say things to us like, that's okay, you tried. All we can ever ask is that you try. Sure. As long as you tried, it's okay. And they placate us and they're enablers. And that's the reality of what that is. So I hate that word. I can't stand that word. To me, that is worse than any four-letter word that's out there because that's a mindset. And you can't change that with some people, unfortunately, until they really decide, <laughs> for lack of a better term, to change what their mindset is. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people don't really know what they're saying. They don't really know the negative connotation that goes along with that. They're trying to be supportive. They're trying to be you know, someone there. They're trying to be that safety net for someone else so that they don't get hurt but are not really realizing in the overall scheme what's actually transpiring. For sure. A friend of mine showed me something once. He said, uh, he put a pencil down and he said to me, Berge, try to pick up that pencil. So I reached down and I picked it up. He said, you didn't try, you picked it up. Tried to pick it up. <laughs> so I did it again. He said, you picked it up. So then the next time I went and I just held it, he said, well, you didn't pick it up. So you either do something or you don't something. You know, you don't do it. This try thing is a gray space, and I'm really not quite sure how to even define what it is other than it's an escape clause, right. and that's, what it, that's yeah. what it is to me. Absolutely, and words have power, as we know, and uh, I love the fact that you brought up um, root words because that's what I teach, you know, from a perspective of journaling and making sure you understand what, how you speak. 
you know, because it has power in the world. And, um, you know, typically you speak what you think. And if you're constantly using words that have no power or better yet, remove your power, then you're going to get caught in, uh, you know, this negative swirl. And uh, energetically, uh, behind the scenes, these frequencies um, that we're all made up of, uh, you know, through, and we won't get into this uh, at this point, but law of attraction is all built around that. You know, listen, I, I want to ask you, um, uh, you know, and, I, and I'll just make one other comment on that. You know, courage creates that confidence. So I'd rather, mm-hmm. you know, people have the courage to go out there and do something and, and, and then turn that into um, learning. And then as you learn, you get the confidence and, and, you, and you carry on and you'll learn something else. So always be a constant learner. Uh, I've got a quick question around something that I saw and I thought it was really cool. You and and we all have a commonality uh, with someone who I respect and and is doing some amazing things out there in the world. And, um, you know, it's great to see because we've all heard of the Tony Robbins. We've all heard of the, you know, these these larger than life people that started out many, many moons ago uh, and and are still doing great things. Don't get me wrong. These people are amazing and and we need more. And and the, the world is 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 so big that you know, we just constantly have great people showing up. It's, it's just amazing. There's so much room and so much th- other things we can do. But, you know, Brenda Burchard, um, ben, Brendan uh, had, uh, you know, had a huge influence on me when, you know, I wanted to branch out myself. You know, I was successful at uh, building companies and having an entrepreneur uh, mindset for most of my life. And I built different companies, um, you know, from a bricks and mortar standpoint. But I wanted to be anywhere. Typically, you know, just still have business going on and be anywhere. I had that dream and I'm doing it now, which is great. Uh, but that was that tipping point when I, when I got um, some insight to this world. You were on stage with him. Tell us a little bit about that because uh, that was something I saw. I know, I know. And uh, I, I can see you. So that's why, uh, you know, I'm making these gestures. But uh, tell us a little bit about that and, and how was that in, an influence in your life? Because I, I do want to give a shout out to Brendan. And, and uh, one day, hopefully Brendan's on our show and uh, when we're worthy. Uh, but at the same time, uh, he's the nicest guy in the world. He is the nicest guy in the world. And uh, tell us about that because that, that, that seemed like a really cool experience. I'll start off with this word, surreal. <laughs> I bet. That was the first part of it. But, you know, when I got, it was at the speaker training event, the world's greatest speaker training. And when I got there, I had no idea that the option even existed to do this. It, they, they gave you the option to have this three minute story. Uh, it's called a signature story. And you had the option to do it. So when they, said, hey, we have a few spots left, I ran back to the table because if I'm going to be a speaker, I've got to put myself up on that stage and I've got to get input from people who are better than I am. So I ran back to the, to the table and I signed up to do it. For three days, I sat there nervously awaiting him to announce my name because they just pulled out the names randomly and I didn't know when he was going to say my name. I think I had the best spot because it was Sunday morning. I was the first one, so I had the most time to practice what I was going to say. And I was fresh in the morning. I was Everyone was jacked up and pumped up, and it, it was an exciting time. I put myself for three days in the mindset that when I walked up on stage, I was going to be equal to Brendan. And I was going to feel like I 
was supposed to be there. I deserved to be there. I had the ability to be there. And I walked up on stage and I just, I don't like to pat myself on the back, but I, I'll do it this time. I own the stage. I went up there. I own the stage. And, you know, he, he turned to the audience and he said, isn't he already a motivational speaker? And placed <laughs> twice. Uh, Bo Eason uh, stood up and said, you know, you, you're really talented. And th they're two huge, huge compliments. And th they're the things that I needed to hear. It was worth everything I had to do to get up on that stage. To do it. You've got to put yourself in a position of discomfort. You have to do it. If you want to be a bigger person, to have more, you must become more. If you want to become more, you've got to stretch who you are. You've got to expand your context if you want to have more content. It's, it's just how life works. If you're not willing to do that, you're not going to get the thing that is sitting on the other side of that wall. It's just not going to happen. That wall is going to stay there. In fact, each day you're afraid to go to the other side of that wall and peek over it, more bricks get added to it. It gets higher, it gets wider, it gets heavier, it gets stronger. So it's harder to break down. You've got to stretch yourself. Do something that scares the bejesus out of you. I don't care what it is, but you'll find out that it's okay on the other side. And trust me, when he said my name, my heart pumped and jumped out of my chest. But I breathed deep, and I went up there and had a great, great time. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I was on stage with Brendan Burchard. Holy cow. <laughs> that was awesome. And uh, what a great experience and what a great story. Uh, and uh, I would agree. You know, you had um, a chance to prepare, uh, create the vision through your own mindset and uh, be positive. Take that, you know, crazy energy we all get when we're trying to do something that, you know, we may feel somewhat embarrassed about. Um, and just go for it, and, and, and it obviously channeled well with you. And not only that, when you took that step in life and changed your life and attracted those things, that was just a matter of time before that came in as an opportunity for you, uh, which, which you admitted to was completely off your radar. And that is what life's all about. We can't see those things, so don't even try. You know, we all say we want to plan out our life. <laughs> you know, I laugh because I did the same thing. I was going to do this. I was going to do that. And, 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 and really, the greatest discoveries along the way are when you discover yourself and then you, you take that action towards living what you want and then all the other things start to find you. You and, know, one, uh, that's of, one, of the, one of the most important things I think to understand and to hold, hold as a mantra for yourself is don't worry about the path to get there. That will reveal itself. As soon as you start taking those steps forward, that will reveal itself. Know where you want to go. Have a clear vision of that, a crystal clear, laser-focused vision of that. But many people don't take that first step because they sit around wondering, well, how, how, how? Yeah. Who cares how? Les Brown said, the how is none of your business. <laughs> And it's true. And so that's true. the great thing about it. If you know how, it's, it's, life is kind of boring if we already know it's going to happen. For sure. That's right. no fun. In fact, it might be kind of scary, actually. So the how is none of our business. Just step forward. And little by little, that path will be revealed just like the headlights when you're driving at nighttime. Sure. 
Fantastic. Well, in reality, if you know the how, why do it? Right. Sure. Right. Sure. You know, right. what's the, you know, part of that is the anticipation, you know, of, of what lay ahead and making the decision to, like you said, to step out in faith and, and to do that. And I, I think as, as, as leaders that I, I think we all are, I think we do help lead people. Uh, I think we guide them uh, towards towards where they want to have their next step to some of the goals and things that they want to achieve and uh, some places they want to escape from. And, and as we hone our skills, and Bears, as you hone your skills and attract people, there's this uh, uh, a movement that's happening in this next couple of years where we're going to have, you know, uh, three to five billion new people coming onto the, you know, the, the platforms. And, we, and we've heard this before, you know, the, the social media platforms, the cell phone platform or the personal computer platform. And they're going to have a chance to stick their toe in the water in this e-commerce environment. And they're not going to have uh, any astigmatism as to, uh, you know, what they should or shouldn't do. They're new. They're coachable. They're moldable. And they're from all over the world. And this is the first time we've had this large influx of people in this, what we would call the new, indi- the new industrial era, if you will. The new and economy, as leaders, sure. yeah. uh, as somebody that... Uh, that's going to, you know, capitalize, if you will, for the lack of uh, uh, anything other than an economic um, uh, title. Why should anyone be led by you? Hot seat. Wow. <laughs> See, we got them coming. We got them coming. You do that, uh-huh. and that, that, that's, a, that's a hotter question than the last one. <laughs> Because, but I know you're worthy, so I yes. want to hear it. Yes. <laughs> well, first of all, I'll say I'll say this, and I'll, and I'll say this in all humility, that I don't think I'm the only person that should lead people. There are a lot of people that can lead people. So, uh, why should I'll rephrase your question? Why should I be one of the people? I'll put it that way. Love and it. I, I believe it's because I've got a vision to help people. I love to help people. I like to see them do things that scared them. I like to see them get the things that they want out of life. I like to see people get that aha moment where the light bulb goes off and they smile and they're nodding their heads and they get it. I I, I had a talk a couple of months ago that a former student of mine was at and she brought her, her husband was there who's also a former student and their son who was also a former student. Yes, that's how old I am. But she said that she had been pondering a career change in life and through the talk that I gave that day she made some decisions and she was talking about it with the family and her son said well and he called me Mr. J because he was a former student of mine he's only 13 or 14 years old he said well Mr. J said this and he said this and he said that and she said you're right she couldn't believe that he was listening but I helped her to make a decision and to move forward and now she's excited about what she's doing where before she was in this place where she was stuck so if you want to be led by me it's because I want to help to move you to that place I want to help you become who you want to become I want to help you to see a greater you that exists a greater you that I believe is there that maybe you don't see yet and that's probably the reason I believe that someone would, would want to be led by me. Great answer. 
Cool. Great answer. And what a way to get off the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> hot seats aren't done yet. <laughs> no. We've got a few more questions. And, um, you know, on that note, uh, you know, working with you. This is a time for you, uh, Berge, to tell us how people can work with you. Where should they go? How do they find you? And um, I'll let you take it away. Awesome. The, the, the quickest thing to do, you can go to my website, which is, as you said earlier, Chris, BreakdownTheWall.com. And if you go there, in fact, if you go to BreakdownTheWall.com forward slash free report, you'll get a free report on how to break down the wall in your life. Some really great tips there. Uh, I talk about the three pillars of success, which are believe, decide, and act. And you'll get that free report. And along with that, you will also get a free quote for 101 weeks, one a week for 101 weeks. That's 101 free quotes in your inbox. And uh, that will help to set your mind in the right place each Monday morning to get your you started off on the week in the right way, in the right direction, in the right frame of mind with the right focus. That's fantastic. So you heard it, breakdownthewall.com. Com. And um, he's got a free report, so forward slash free report. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing that information. And, of course, you're all over the social media as well, and uh, you just have to Google uh, your name. Uh, I'm going to call you Mr. J. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll remember how to pronounce your last name now. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want to I hang on to that, Chris. Sure. Uh, real quick, I'm going to interject. Bears, I did sign up for your um, – daily quotes and i got mine just before the show and i'm going to read my first quote i love it because i got my first quote of my uh of, the, of this program this is awesome it says it says motivation is like bathing that's why we recommend them both daily and that's from zig and i love that and i can't wait to get one every morning yeah. <laughs> so thank uh, you for that absolutely. It is, and, and you know what that's the reality some someone was asking me i'm in a, in a mastermind group i've got uh four other guys we we do a mastermind group together once every two weeks, we sit together for two hours and we help each other solve our issues in life and help each other take that step forward so we can move a notch forward and another rung up the ladder. And one of the guys there said, you know, I don't, I'm not so sure about this whole motivational speaker thing because, you know, you go, you get washed with this motivation, you're all excited, you're all jazzed up, and the next day reality strikes again and you're back where you were before. I said, well, you know what, if you think about, he was, and he was drinking a, uh, he was drinking a protein drink at the time. I said, you're going to drink this big protein drink, and in another few hours, you're going to be hungry again. So what, what was the purpose of drinking it? Motivation is the exact same mm -hmm. thing. It's not something that's you, you get a shot, and it's a vaccine, and you're cured for life. It doesn't work that way. You've got to constantly feed yourself like food, like a mindset, like anything, you've got to constantly bathe every day so you don't stink. You've got to wash that stench off yourself with motivation every single day. And it's up to us to motivate ourselves. Absolutely. And, you, you know, we talk about uh, kids and, and I do that with my kids. You know, I have four kids, keep them, you know, always in line on, 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 the, on the mindset and attitude, you know, the big attitude. Right. Um, listen, we've got a component of our um, uh, of, uh, Think Bold, Be Bold, and it's Think Bold, Be Bold Kids. And since you're a teacher... And uh, not only a teacher in the academics, 
but uh, you uh, are still a teacher. You're teaching people how to follow their dreams, get out of their comfort zone uh, with some tools and uh, some other things. So we'd love for you to be part of uh, you know, our Think Bold, Be Bold kids. And um, you've got some great stuff. And I think that is where we, we, we must focus our attention as leaders, thought leaders in this world. Hey, listen, we all had puppies. Maybe not, but let's use the analogy that we did. <laughs> and we've all had some old dogs. Now, the old dog will just sit there. And in fact, they'll howl and you wonder why. But then you'll find when you move them, they're sitting on that nail, right? We've all heard that. But a puppy will just get off the nail. <laughs> so we all have to look at life like that. And, and I truly believe that we need to, again, spend some time with the children, spend some time with them to cultivate them, to lead, you know, lead them and teach them so that they can take over this world with a positive attitude. And it's a small shift, let's face it. It's not going to take much to move that needle. But when that needle moves, things will change. And we'd love, to be, we'd love for you to be part of that. I, I, have to, I have to add one thing to that because when I was teaching, I came up with an analogy that I use with my students all the time. One of the disservices I believe we do in education is with all the testing that goes on, and I, I'm not here to challenge what people's beliefs are about that or not, but with all the testing that goes on, kids get this mentality of I'm either right or I'm wrong, and I don't want to be wrong. I want to be right, so I don't want to give an answer if it's wrong. I'll hold the answer back, and what I used to teach my students was I, I draw up on, the, on my whiteboard this crazy-looking city. I called it Mistake City. The buildings were crooked. The windows weren't fitted right. They were weird shapes. Some things were falling over. And then I drew a little stick person at one end, and I said, this is you. And on the other end is Success City. The only way to get from where you are now to Success City is to go through Mistake City. All the greatest minds in the world live there. I'd talk about Edison. I'd talk about Steve Jobs. And I'd go on and on about the successful people that live in Mistake City. And if you don't go through Mistake City, there is zero chance of getting to Success City. So you want to go in there and make those mistakes or you'll never get to that other place that you want to get to. And the kids who embrace that, it was amazing to see their transformation. It was an incredible transformation for them. And they would come back excited. I'm ready to go into Mistake City. Or if they made a mistake, and said, hey, I just went into Mistake City. I said, great job. We'd high five. And we'd get all jazzed up about it because they were going where they needed to go. And it's it. simply a little mindset shift for a kid that they get. They understand that. Unfortunately, we feed them. You've got to be right. You've got to be right. If you're wrong, you get punished. You didn't sure. do your homework. Sure. And, and I don't think there's always that right and wrong I think there's learning and it's all about learning it's not about being right or wrong you learned something we place too much emphasis on gosh this is these are the grades I got in high school I don't know about you guys no one asks me my grades in high school <laughs> nope <laughs> they, they don't, don't want to ask mine care. nobody cares <laughs> yeah they didn't want to ask mine <laughs> <laughs> listen great analogy and uh, do you have the address for success city 
Yes, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I, want, I want to go there now. I it's got the awesome. car gas I, I got it, but I lost it. I can't find it. I yeah. guess I messed that up. Too. All you got to do okay. is go through, uh, like you said, um, Mistake City. So thanks. Right. Alan, uh, you know, listen, there's great, great stuff. And, and uh, you definitely have to come back. We're going to do some things with you, with, with kids. I know that. Uh, but Alan, let's... Um, we're coming to that time, and yeah, uh, we've we are. got to uh, we've got to ask uh, you know that 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 one question. I sound downtrodden. It's not. I just want to hang and and, and chat more because I really appreciate bears your honesty and transparency in uh, what you're doing. But Chris is right. We gotta we've got to uh, bring it in for a landing, and. Uh, you, I, in this next question I'm going to ask you've you've answered it about four times already. So I'm sorry, we're out of time. To... I have to go now. <laughs> <laughs> this is this this is not a painful one. <laughs> but um, you know we have we have something on our show that we like to uh, we, we like to call one bold move, and it's something we like to leave our uh, our listeners with um, from the the wisdom of the uh, speaker we have on. So today, I guess I want to ask you that question. Is that, what you know, what one bold thing would you like to leave the listeners with today? And it can be something you've already talked about, or it could be something that's new, but uh, the platform's yours. Get Get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. That is the biggest thing that I think holds so many people back. They get in their own way. There are plenty of people who are there to tell you what you can't do. They're there to tell you why you won't be successful. You know, if you tell someone you're going to buy a boat, they're going to tell you, wow, if you, if you buy a boat, it costs so much money. There's so much you've got to pay in gas and you've got to house it places and it could sink. And, all, and they'll tell you everything wrong that could happen until you buy the boat and they all want to go for a ride and go skiing and go fishing. <laughs> so don't, don't be your own worst enemy. Don't listen to the voices of, of everyone else until they're paying your bills, until they're raising your children for you until they're putting the roof over your head, they have nothing to do with what you want out of life. So take that bold move, get out of your own way, and I'll add one other thing to do. Get around people who have the mindset of success. If you are not around those people, you're, you're going to stay where you are. You're go, you're, we become the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So get around people who, I'm not saying get rid of those people, just spend more time with successful, like-minded people. And you'll find that it's so much easier to take that bold move. But get out of your own way. That's the biggest thing. Fantastic. Perfect. Thank you so much. So on that note, Alan, just... Uh, Again, thank you everyone who's listening. Uh, you know our audience, uh, give us some ratings and comments. Thank you, Berge, uh, bottom of my heart for being here today and taking some time out and, and sharing your wisdom. Again, breakdownthewall.com and uh, check out uh, some awesome stuff that he's uh, giving away, as well as uh, you know catch him speaking somewhere. And I'm sure he's going to leave. Uh, let everybody know uh, through his social media where that's happening and, and things as it as it transpires. So, Alan, take us away, and I'll say my last thing. Hey, Bears, thanks again. Um, I know I'm going to reiterate this, but thanks again for your honesty and transparency and your great stories. Uh, It's wisdom. It's uh, from trial and error and uh, success and failure, and you are a person that always falls forward, and uh, you're not afraid to talk about that. And um, it it is great leadership um, 
characteristics, and we honor you for that. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, we sure hope you come back. Um, if, whatever we can do to help you in your endeavors, uh, please just ask. Uh, we're here to, to help in whatever resources we can. We really do want you to be part of the Think Bold, Be Bold community and family, but also focus with us on the on the work we're doing with kids, and we'll define more of that uh, later on as, as we develop. But uh, thanks for your time today, Bears. We very much appreciate it. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Chris. I had a great time. This was an absolute blast. I definitely want to come back. I had a great, great time. Well, thank you. And this wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.